Hello and welcome to another edition of the Casual Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about not giving a shit about Johnny Amazich. I'm your host, Bobby Pease. Joining me this week... That, I think, is the most accurate, ostensibly, we've ever done. And that that, (laughs) that sweet voice you hear is the gamer on the go, Chase Kennecke. It is true. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. We're not Johnny's on an assignment. He's not here because he forgot about us. He he cares about his wife more than his boys. I don't give a shit what he cares about. <laughs> I want that motherfucker to, to hear this next week. First thing when he oh, pops he, out. Oh, he doesn't he doesn't listen. He only listens when he's not on it, because he wants to know that this is happening. And Johnny, guess what? It's happening. <laughs> you stood us up, you didn't say anything until you were gone. We had a really cool episode planned that we got pushed back another week. We did. And I had a really great game to talk about, and I can't. Not because of embargoes or anything, but because it's integral to the show we're going to do next week. So I couldn't. Now. So, Johnny, not. Thanks, John. I know you don't feel bad for us, but maybe you should feel bad for the fans. And. I, yeah. And I. You, I, and I you want feel you to, bad for yourself. Yeah, and feel bad for yourself because Lord knows that's been a long time coming. Oh, uh, in rant. Chase, it's good to see you. Yeah, you as well. We've got an exciting show for you tonight. Uh, as I kind of teased, uh, all joking aside, Johnny, I hope you're not having fun. But we are not doing our deep dive this week uh, because of Johnny. And next week we'll be doing a, a really fun deep dive. But this week we're just going to do our What You've Been Playing, which worked out pretty well because today was a big event for Sony. Yeah, big news. A lot of news to cover in the back half of the show. We've got some... Some exciting things here. What a lot of you don't know in listener land is we do keep a, a this show does have organization, despite what you might think. Mm. I mean, it's it's legitimately the only thing that we have that's organized is our show notes, which are laughable. But I'm going to point this out, Chase, for our listeners. I open up our show note, and underneath the what you've been playing category, which is what we're going to be talking about, Chase has said, "Oh, Bobby, you don't want to know." And I don't think I do actually. Normally, I'm like, oh, no, I do. <laughs> but when I when yeah. I see that, I I think I know what this means. You know, sometimes I've put like mystery game here, so mm-hmm. just to like give it a make a surprise for yeah. for you guys. Uh, but this time, Bobby, let me ask you a question before I jump into to my game here. Okay. Um, what what would be the game that you don't want me to talk about the most? The game that I don't need to talk about the most. Um, yeah, like what what game do you not want to hear anything from me about? Pansu Hunter. Ever. Okay, fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, fair. Uh, uh, the next the next game. Super Robot Wars. That's correct. Um, I have good it. news. I have good news for you, Bobby. I'm not talking about Super Robot. Oh, Wars. okay. Instead, I am talking about SD Gundam G Generation Genesis. Is that what just happened? Are say, you okay? Say, say that five times. S, SG um, Gundam Race Twenty Thousand. S S S D S D. That stands. That stands for Super Deformed. <laughs> what? And then because they're they're small. Oh. They're like they're like figure little figure size. Okay. Not like giant robots. They're super deformed. Uh, SD Gundam, SD Gundam, G Generation, G Generation, which, and G Generation uh, is is not a wrestling 
uh, stable. It is. Uh, I get that is that's the series name. Like the, this series is the G generation, the Gundam generation, I imagine. Um, and then this one is called Genesis. Uh, it's it's not a particularly new game. Uh, in fact, there's another another game in the series that came out it, much later. Let me. Let is me this an older game? Uh, I mean, I'm playing it on the PS4. So okay, is this one of those that I, you had I, to import? It is okay. Uh, this game came out in 2016. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I before everything it from, went terrible from Play, from Play Asia. Uh, I I've actually had this game for a long time. I just haven't put it in the machine. Got it. Uh, I I played some Super Robot Wars games and which I you love other stuff to play, which I which I do love. Yeah, I, I love them dearly, even if I do think they are incredibly flawed. Um, but you love me. And I'm incredibly flawed myself. <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't love you enough not to talk about this game. <laughs> okay, fair. I've, um, I'm ready for uh, it. I'm just kind of trying to look for something to play before other stuff comes out in September. Uh, I know yeah. that the 22nd is when I'm excited for my That's, 13 Sentinels Age yes. of Rim. Uh, I, for some reason, I thought out. that was out already. No, no, no. It's out in Japan. It's not oh, out got it. Okay. Um, and you know, I still play my Animal Crossing about an hour a day. I haven't played uh, that in so long. It's it's good. I mean, there's there's still stuff. I'm still taking my photos. It's a it's a good time. Um, and you know, I, I like Tony Hawk, but Tony Hawk is not one of those games that I can sink hours into. It's something where it's like, Small oh, doses. I want to play a couple sessions. Yeah, like let's play for an hour or two, yep. and then and then call it. Uh, and also, like that's a game I've played before. Like, even though it's got a new coat of paint, it's got some sure. new stuff. It's excellent. Uh, it's you know, it's like ah, I've, I've played this game. Um, I haven't played SD Gundam G Generation Genesis, and, and now I have. And holy shit, Bobby, <laughs> this game is uh, it, it. It's basically Super Robot Wars. <laughs> is it? Is it as flawed? It, uh, it has different flaws. Okay. But different, but different uh, highs as well. Let me get uh, a few so this is, few things out in the open right now. Yeah, so yeah. this is an import game that you're playing on your PlayStation. Is right. it? Let me ask some of the basic questions I would ask you around these things. Does it have uh, English? Yes. Yes. Okay. This is a Singapore version. Uh, well, like a, a Asian country version that. Uh, comes in comes with english uh subtitles for everything so not, everything is written no, in english, no voice acting characters are still speaking japanese okay and and there isn't a ton of character speaking uh more than super robot wars probably but not a ton uh but that's all in japanese and the only other question i have for you about this is i know gundam is a pretty big term is that like a generic term for all of this or is that like a specific <laughs> like uh gundam is this is an anime series okay uh, Mo- Mobile Suit Gundam is an anime, which I've heard of, and which you've heard of. Yeah, and there have been a number of of animes in that franchise that okay. have come out. Um, Got it. So this this game is a turn based strategy game, like like Super Robot Wars, like a, on, on a, a grid. grid, perfect on a grid. Um, and this takes place over the entire. What, what Gundam calls the Universal Century. And I, I don't know how much I've explained about this on the podcast before. I'll try to make it relatively short. Um, but there was there was an anime called Mobile Suit Gundam. Right. And, and then there was another one that came after it called Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. And then there was another one after that called Mobile Suit... Or Double Zeta. Or Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta. Okay. Um, and then 
there was a movie called Char's Counterattack. Char's a, a character in Gundam. <laughs> this is basically uh, like Pokemon. Uh, no, jo- Pokemon Johto. <laughs> okay, I I guess so. Uh, but I mean, it's a it's a long running series that's been yeah, going on since sure. the since the later seventies uh, up to now. Yeah. And the Universal Century is is basically just a, a whole universe inside of Gundam that has a a complete timeline that different shows have taken place in different parts of that timeline, and and also mangas. And video games and all sorts of shit have taken place within different parts of this universal century. Gundam expands to say, oh, here's like a side story that is in a completely different universe. It has nothing to do with any of these other shows that have happened. But when they say, hey, this is a universal century show or piece of media or something like that, like that means that it takes place on this timeline somewhere. And so all that stuff uh, feeds into into itself. And that makes it really interesting to me. I, I find the Universal Century shows way more interesting than the non ones because they have they have this legacy to go back to. You can it's like a Star Wars thing where it's like right. I've I've seen these Star Wars movies and you you have that knowledge, you have that canon behind you, so everything that gets part gets built into it just expands that canon and makes it more exciting. One other question. Um, if I so could. it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So, Super Robot Wars, though, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. that's kind of a catch-all for this stuff, it's right? It's a crossover. Okay, yeah, it, it's a it's a crossover. It's like Marvel vs. Capcom in that Got it. Uh, it it does have some Gundam that's in there. Right, but, that's what I was going to uh, ask. It will it will also take you know here's some Code Geass characters, Got here's it. some uh, uh, Gurren Lagann characters, here's some Evangelion characters. And and so Super Robot Wars is definitely like a crossover. Isn't it crazy that all these things are are mashing together? Whereas uh, this game, it's saying it's just Gundam, but it's a ton of Gundam, and it's all it all feeds into itself. It covers all and those specific things that you just previously listed. It it Zeta the, double Zeta the, all that totally. Okay, mm-hmm. it covers the full timeline of the Universal Century, except. Because it was made in 2016, it misses, kind of misses one, which doesn't really count because it's so far in the future of the Universal Century that it, it doesn't really affect anything. That's so it's following that like storyline, or is it its own new story for the game? The game, the game actually is just broken up into here's all the different stories okay. from all the different Universal Century stuffs. You you can take on a set of missions, like a set of I think it's like it's any anywhere from like between three and ten missions per chunk that says okay this chunk is mobile suit gundam or mobile suit gundam 0079 as they call it yeah that's that was the first one you can play these missions they all have to do with these characters it follows this timeline more or less it scrunches it down for sure um it only has mobile suits from that time that the those mechs are only from 0079 um and then once you play that then it goes okay cool uh now now what do you want to play and you can go and say okay i want to play zeta now or i want to play uh 08th ms team i know none of these names (laughs) make any sense to you i just know they're different uh, they also have it on a full timeline though so zeta (sighs) 0079 even though, even though chronologically, when they were released, Zeta is after 0079 in the timeline, 
other shows happen between or even during the events of 0079. So 08, the mess team, that's like, here's a different area, but that was also during 0079. So you can play that one, and it just has them all in the timeline. And you can pick any of them that you want at any time. You you don't even have to go through all of them. You can say, okay, I want to do one mission from 0079. Now I want to move over to Zeta. Now I want to go to double Zeta. Now I want to do Char's counterattack. Now I want to do these different ones. And you can just kind of keep skipping around and do whatever you want. What's interesting, though, is that like Super Robot Wars, you're able to get your own team and build up your own team over time. But unlike Super Robot Wars, it's so much more open. Got it. It, like you have a set path of you only get these characters during the game uh, in Super Robot Wars. Uh, there are lots of enemies that you fight that you just don't get. And SD Gundam says, no, 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 fuck that. You can get anybody. You can get you can get everything from this like little attack helicopter to the biggest, baddest Gundam ever made. How many people and, do you have on your team at a time? Uh, it depends. Okay. <laughs> so there are always story mission characters. Right. And there will be, okay, you get this big warship and maybe like three to five characters that uh, are are part of the actual story. And then you have your team that you kind of just insert as like these time cops almost who just come in and they, they can come into any situation and you can play them. And those are the ones that are persistent. So you have levels to them that you keep between the different, uh, their, their experience points carry over every time you play with them. Um, and, and you can just kind of keep building them up. That's kind of like Wasteland a little bit because Wasteland lets you have a six person squad. And I mentioned this on the last episode that we talked, when I talked about this, you can create basically four rangers, but then you can sub in. I mean, you can you can do nothing if you don't want to. But from story beats, they'll bring in uh, like different confidants from the game. It's like I have mm-hmm. four people created with two people that are gonna they're gonna bring out more story elements for sure. So like, there's one person sure. that's from Colorado Springs. So like, anytime there's a, a thing happening, they comment on it. So I don't know if it's the exact same. But I understand a little bit of what you're saying with like story beats uh, and like. Yeah, I mean they. They lock in the story characters, so you can't. You have to deal with them Got it. because it's it's their story, and you're trying to kind of recreate the the moments from the anime. But you also have these other characters that you bring in, and those are your characters, and you can right. make them. You can make them as strong as you want. You can uh, bring them in, and and they're kind of your secondary team that's there to help get the story right, uh, but also to just kind of do whatever you want. It's. It's cool. And the way you unlock characters, so you're able to do unlock anybody and any machine from any of these time any of these time periods, uh, you unlock those by playing the different time periods. And there right. are a ton of different quests in the game that some are hidden, some some you know about. And that's kind of the great part of it is like you just kind of play the game and you'll get stuff, but then you can also go after very specific things. Like I, for instance, uh, in Double Zeta, there is a particular mobile suit that I'm a big fan of. It's called the Zaku Three Custom, okay. and it is this one that you have a pic, uh, like a little statue of? I don't have I don't have a model of the Zaku Three Custom. Okay. Sadly, it's it's not a super popular unit that that gets. A lot of models, especially not in the size model that I that I like, um, but I I do have some models. Um, anyway, to get the Zaku Three Custom, you need to play through double the Double Zeta story, which I just finished tonight, and 
now I've seen it. So now it's in my gallery. I can go look at it and I can see what it takes to actually make it. And then I have to get a different suit and level it up to turn it into a different suit to level it up to turn it into the Zaku 3 custom. So it's got some kind of Pokemon things in there. Actually, yeah. it's more like Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, weirdly enough, where you are are kind of just like moving a bunch of things back and forth, evolving and devolving them in different ways to try to get to the the mobile suits that you're actually looking for. And, and that's really cool. And then the similar with characters, a bunch of the characters have different quests that you need to do specific things. Oh, I need Judah Ashta to uh, defeat Haman Karn with the hyper beam saber attack. And if I do that on this particular stage, then Haman Karn is now available for me to purchase with my war funds, uh, which I did tonight. And Haman Karn fucking rules. So nice. it's, it's great to have her on the team now. Um, and because it's over the, all these different timelines, you can do really silly things. Like I have Shar Aznable on my team. He's a, he's a prominent Gundam antagonist. Uh, but I also have Quattro Bagina on my I was just going to ask if you had them. Yeah. I mean, it, where Shar goes, Quattro goes, right? Fair. L- literally, because they're actually the same person. <laughs> um, also fair. Uh, <laughs> See, Char was a bad guy, and then he uh, like takes a different name and becomes a good guy for a bit, and then he kind of fucks off, and then he's a bad guy again. Uh, you know, Gundam. Gundam it's, shit. It's it's yeah, just Gundam shit. But it's it's fun to have like, oh, here's Char Aznable, and then here's Quattro Vagina, and they're also on the same team, and it's fun to just play around with your little figures like this. Uh, the uh, the combat's fun. It's it's very much like Super Robot Wars. There's a there's a handful of different attacks each each mech can do. Uh, you have an energy system that you need to constantly be monitoring. You can go back to your ship and refuel to put those put those units back out there. Um, so there's kind of some risk reward of like, oh, do I risk going a little bit further with this unit and and not having energy and maybe they just get a bunch of attacks that they can't counter because they have no energy or do I bring it back to the ship now? Do I pit now like in a like in a racing series so I have more energy when it comes uh, when the time comes where I might need it? But there are a couple of interesting things that make this better in a lot of ways than Super Robot Wars. And one of the first ones is the maps. The maps are. The maps in Super Robot Wars, I have complained about being super flat. Yep. They're just they're just grids with some pictures underneath. Grids in space. And they never, yeah, like they never really do anything. There's there's sometimes some water that you go under, and that can affect your aim and maybe your movement a little bit. But that's about it. Everything else just flies over everything, and it's kind of stupid. In this one, some units can fly, and some units can't. Uh, some units are, are able to really go underwater quite well, and others uh, really struggle with it. Some units are locked to space, and you can only use them in space missions. But when you are on land, if there's mountains, and you're you're a, a Gundam or you're a mobile suit that can't fly, you have to walk around the fucking mountain. Like, you can make bottlenecks. You can make strategy. Uh, and that seems that a bit more interesting. Really helpful and important. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, that's it how it was in Fire Emblem, too, though. Exactly. Like that's Fire Emblem. That's Advance Wars. Yeah. That is, it's a it's a common thing in strategy Fate games Tactics to have does different it. A few other ones I've been playing. They of all course, do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, terrain is just a very important thing in strategy games, and it's very stupid that 
Super Robot Wars doesn't really acknowledge it as a thing when it acknowledges so many other things in the strategic space uh it's weird to just say like terrain ah kind of fuck it whatever uh so it's cool that in this sd gundam series that you do have to kind of take take into account what's what's going on there's a mission i just did where you know there's a bunch of buildings there i can't just walk right over those buildings some characters can or i can give them an item that allows them to fly over those buildings but some of them just have to go around and that's cool it leads to some strategy yeah. uh another thing that is kind of broken uh you never played fire emblem awakening did you yeah you did yeah. okay there's a there's a skill in that game called Gale Force that you could get on a number of units, and Gale Force allows you if you kill an enemy you get another turn and you can take another turn and then if you kill another enemy you get Gale Force again and then you can do it again. So on and so forth. Um, yeah. Right. This game has that in a limited capacity. Every unit just kind of has this Gale Force idea where. If you are able to land the final blow on an enemy, you get another turn with that character, and then you can go in and chain them up to three times, and then and then you can only get three kills a turn. Uh, and it's it's cool. It and it makes sense with the the strategy, especially with the energy gauge of okay, I can string these three together, but then I'm going to be really far out there and have no energy so maybe i only want to do it once or maybe i don't even want to do it at all and save that energy for a different turn sure um or what's even more interesting is knowing i've got some characters way across the map that i need to go save and i go there's a time limit there's a turn limit on something and i really need to get to a different a specific area in time and I can use that system to say, okay, well, I'm going to move this many spaces and then I'm going to finish off this unit, which gives me a full new turn, which means I can move another amount of spaces and keep going further and then kill another enemy and then go even further and get to my objective in in much fewer turns, much less time than it would have taken me if I just went turn by turn to go, okay, I can move this space and then I can move that space and then I can move that space. And it, it opens up the strategy in a really cool way. And it also makes you feel like a fucking cool anime character to be like, yeah, I knocked the shit out of that guy. And then I gave me another turn so I could go do it again to that guy. And then I can use my final beam saber on this other dude. And oh, it's so, so give rad. me give me your final hot take on this. Is it better than Robot Wars or is it? Oh, man, uh, the problem, the real problem I have with SD Gundam uh, as a series sure. is that when you get into the actual bat battle animations, they don't look as good as Super Robot Wars. Super Robot Wars is all 2D right. in that battle stuff. You see a ton of cool sprite shit that happens. Uh, there's so many cool explosions. And this one is 3D models. Got and it. They're, they're fine. I, I like them. The, they are the super deformed. And Super Robot Wars is also pretty super deformed, but in a different art style. And I prefer that art style because it feels more anime to this one because this one is 3d models and that just doesn't right. look like anime to me but the amount of units the amount of extra strategy that's in here that isn't available in super robot wars the the cohesiveness of the stories they actually get to tell fucking stories one because they're just the gundam stories again but two because you don't have to combine all of this crossover bullshit that that super robot wars does so you can actually have something halfway coherent 
And then because it's split up in the way it is, where little, here's the 0079 chunk, here's the 08 MS team chunk, here's the uh, war in the pocket chunk, you can because you can go into those things, it makes for a much shorter experience. Oh, I just want to do these couple maps tonight and then call it a day. Sure. Or And you can even go back and replay any of these maps whenever you want to to try to get extra stuff out of it or try to get more funds or uh, to try to unlock that quest that you couldn't quite do in the first the, the first time you played it. And that's way better than the long campaign slog that Super Robot Wars can often feel like, especially in the later game where you have so many units and then there are so many enemies and the turn counts just go so far and it just gets very boring to the point that you're playing a single map for like an hour and a half, even though you know exactly how it's going to go because your characters are so overpowered. This one is a little bit more self-contained every time you play it because it resets each time. Okay, we, we're, we're going to start again and it's only going to have a few characters because we're starting Zeta and Zeta doesn't start crazy. So you're, you're able to build up each time and, and then you just kind of have this metagame layer of trying to unlock everything, trying to build everything, trying to scout all the characters and it's really cool. Nice. Uh, I'm I'm having a great time with it. My only real gripe is that it's not on Switch. Except it is on Switch. Except only Japan has a Switch version, and there's no English subtitle version uh, of that one. I think there it's about is... time you just learned Jap- Japanese and moved to Japan. Uh, yeah, probably. There is an English version of the sequel game, or the next game in the series, which is called SD Gundam g generation cross rays which takes which is about uh, a bunch of side story gundam stuff that isn't in the universal century and those are shows that i don't like nearly as much sure but it is on the switch so of course i bought it and it'll be on its way soon wow <laughs> yeah uh this game's cool bobby i i, I know we got to move on i know i've talked way too much about this game that you don't care about but i need to tell you about how bad things are over here at the at the chase kennedy household okay because i bought the singapore version of this game i also wanted some of the dlc that is in this game oh boy which is some some cool extra units some extra stages that i wouldn't be able to get um just playing the game normally so to do that i can't use an american credit card on a, a singapore PSN. I also, I can't access the Singapore PSN on my American uh, uh, PlayStation ID. So I had to make a Singapore account, wow. which isn't, isn't hard. You can you can easily do that on your PS4. You just set it set it to Singapore. You have to have an address for it. Uh, I pulled an address off the internet, which was dumb. Uh, I, I shouldn't have pulled it from just like some somebody who said like oh this is the address i use and it worked i uh, shouldn't have done that i i should have just done google maps and looked for a place in singapore and put that in instead which is what i did the second time and <laughs> um so i made a singapore psn account i went to th- that playstation store found my sd gundam game went to the dlc area Free, free, free. Okay, I took all those. There were a couple ones that weren't free. And I was like, oh, those are the ones I kind of really want, though. Uh, what do I do? And before I could do anything, 
uh, I got a message saying, hey, um, you're locked out of this. Um, what, what are you doing? <laughs> you Uh-oh. shouldn't be doing this. And it's not, it's not illegal to do this, it's, but you want to do it in the correct way. Uh, and I guess my theory is because I pulled that, from, pulled that address from somewhere on the internet where it was already taken by somebody else, Got Maybe it. that trip something where they're like, nah, this doesn't seem right. Let's just ban that account. Uh, so I had to make a second Singapore PSN account. Jeez. Uh, and this time I did it right, and it was fine, and everything was okay, and I was able to download all that DLC again, and I have it. And then I also went to Play Asia and bought a Singapore PSN card for like 17 bucks and was able to put <sighs> that code in. And then download that extra DLC. That's the show, folks. And it worked like a charm. And I have all that stuff. And those characters are fucking sweet. And it's really fun to play with them. Uh, yeah. I, I I think that's the reason Johnny ditched out on this show. He, I mean, he knew that did, I wanted dare, to talk about Dare this I ask, is there any other games that you have to talk about? Uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Splunky 2 came out. And I haven't played it yet. Okay. Uh, I've watched people play it. I'm excited for Splunky 2. But I was inspired by one of my good friends, friend of the show, Pierce Corshane. He's a good dude. And he, uh, he sent me a text being like, hey, I did one last ride on Splunky 1 and sent me a photo of him getting crushed by Olmec. Um, and I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. I, I would like to go back and play one last hurrah of Splunky 1 and you know see see how far i get before it's time to to ride off into the sunset and play some splunky 2 how uh, it feel so i well my first question was how do i play splunky 1 these days <laughs> and i could download it from psn on my ps4 and play it there uh, i have it on my 360 when they made an xbla version that was actually the first way i played splunky uh, so I could I could hook my 360 back up and and find that if it was still downloaded there, or I could do the best thing, and I could unearth the PlayStation Vita. Oh shit! <laughs> wow. Vita means life, and mine came back to life. Um, Damn! It was like it was on my bedside table already. I hadn't played it in years, but I, I just that is the uh, that is the first place that that I played. Splunky myself. Yeah? Yeah. It's uh, So I plugged it in. Everything was fine. Waited for a couple hours. Had enough charge. Went in. One, gotta say, Vita's still fucking great. Like, that's a... What a, what a system. The, the buttons feel good. The screen's nice and big. It's just a great form factor. Ugh. It's so good. Uh, and Splunky, also good. Uh, good. I've called it a per... I've called it a perfect video game before. I stand by that. Uh, I, it's not necessarily one of my favorite video games. I think there are games that I like more that are flawed, like SD Gundam G sure. Genesis or Super Robot Wars or those kinds of games. Um, but mechanically, I just think Spelunky is perfect. It is the, the it's got a good feel to it. The, the feel, the way that everything interacts with everything else, the way that tons of things were thought of, tons of combinations of things were thought of, and then the ones that weren't are are still fascinating in the way players have continued to break that game in interesting ways. The eggplant runs, the solo eggplant runs, that kind of stuff. Um, it's it's so 
it's just so well designed and well put together. And uh, you know, I, I did bad. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough I, ass game, right? It's a tough game. I didn't have my sea legs under me, so I, I played more than one run, but I played just one session. And I got all the way to the fourth area. Uh, the, the um, shit, what's it like? Basically, the pyramid, the tombs area. The, nice. I forgot, I forgot what it's called. It's after the caves. Uh, temple, I believe that's what it is, the temple area. And was doing well, had a jetpack, was, was playing great, and then there was a mummy and he scared me and i was trying to get away from him and got caught in a tiki trap and just it was a bad scene it was a bad scene i i was so sad to take on damn it all i wanted to do was beat pierce and couldn't do it but had a fun time that game is still great i'm i'm still shocked that game is not out on switch it's It's, nuts to me that that game never came to switch hey there's uh, there's tomorrow actually the partner showcase that's and, true. And, by, by the time that you're hearing this podcast, it will have already happened. Yeah. Uh, they, it, sure. They could absolutely say, hey, we know Spelunky's out on PS4. Here's where Spelunky 2... Or, we know Spelunky 2 is out on PS4. Here's when Spelunky 2 is coming to the Switch. Also, today, Spelunky yeah. 1 is on the Switch. I think like, that That would sense. be the best thing they could possibly say tomorrow. Um, but, I, but I bet you a, a cup of I coffee they, they do. I... Okay, I don't drink coffee, but I'll take that bet. Uh, um, it's yeah, it's amazing to me that the Switch, which is like has surpassed the Vita now as the best indie game system of right. all time, uh, doesn't have one of the best indie games of all time. That's that's nuts to me, but hopefully someday it will. Anyway, Splunky One's still great. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to playing the sequel, but. Uh, I don't. I don't think anything will diminish that first game in my mind. Uh, and then I want to give you a quick baseball update, Bobby. Sure. It's been a couple weeks. Baseball still rules. So so many things have happened. I, I I don't even I don't even know where to start. It's it's incredible how that game keeps evolving, keeps getting more interesting. Uh, has this give and take between developers and players. Sure. Or fan, fans, rather, players are the people playing the game. Oh, it's so it's it's so hard to talk about because there's so many things going on. I'm telling game. you, man, like you just need to start up some sort of outlet for that game. <laughs> that people have done that already, and I'm into it, but I'm not into it like these people are into it. I disagree. I, I have not followed any. Uh, no, nobody. Uh, I have not made an account for a team or accounts for players that are role-playing as those players and talking to the official baseball account, which is the baseball commissioner, and they're asking questions and uh, yelling at the commissioner for different things that happen. Let me me tell you about this one thing that's happened over the last couple weeks. and, and then I'll be done. Like, so much baseball is happening, but here's just one fun thing sure. from the baseball world. Uh, after, uh, after one of the seasons, I think it was season five, ended, one of the votes was uh, high frequency. Like, that's, that's mm-hmm. the decree that we picked at the end of the week. And we didn't know what high frequency meant. Uh, it turns out that high frequency meant that we all got dipped in a bloodbath. I don't really understand what that means exactly or how that equates. Uh, But yes, the entire league got drenched in a bloodbath 
thing, and okay. it totally flipped the way the the divisions work. So, you in in baseball there are four divisions. There was the good league and the evil league, and then uh, there were two divisions between them. Uh, now the leagues got all mixed around and became the wild league and the mild league and there's wild high and wild low and mild high and mild low and it seems like it was based on records so like a bunch of the good teams or a bunch of the teams that were doing really well and getting a, uh, having good records at the end of each season they kind of all got put into one league the the wild high and then like they that that's just kind of how they broke it up. So it gave more competition for your individual divisions, which is kind of interesting. So there's a team in baseball called the Mexico City Wild Wings. Yeah, we've talked about them. We have talked about them. They were my first love. Uh, then they very much disappointed me. So I went over to the Tigers and haven't looked back. Ha! Literally haven't looked back. That's their that's their slogan is never look back. It's a it's a Hades joke it's a persephone oh yeah thing. don't worry about it. yeah <laughs> um anyway the uh the wild wings were put into the mild division the mild low division to be to be exact and uh that didn't jive well with a lot of wild wings fans like we are literally the wild wings why'd you put us in the mild division that's bullshit right. uh so uh some people uh wrote up some very official looking legal documents and were sent telling the commissioner they were suing the commissioner to try to get the wild wings into the wild league that this injustice needed to be fixed and uh one day the mexico city wild wings name was changed to the wexico city mild wings oh shit and then changed again to become the mexico city mild wings uh i liked wexico city i wish they'd kept it uh, but now they've just been called the wild, no, the the mild wings. So now, <laughs> fuck you. You're in the mild division. And also to just give that extra little stab, when <laughs> when a, when a team that is favored or heavily favored or something like that, they'll show that in the final box score. Oh, the the heavily favored Tigers beat the Breathments. Uh, you you uh, gambled this much money. You won this much money. Now. When the Mild Wings uh, have, when they describe the Wild Wing or the Mild Wings in that way, it'll say something like the heavily but mild, mildly flavored wings <laughs> won the game or something like that. Like just another way to like stick oh my the community, God. and it's great. Like this isn't something that was meant to happen, that was intended to happen. You know, baseball's weird, man. Baseball is weird and it's great and it's fun how the game within the game is interesting but then there's like this whole game outside the game that people are still interacting with in ways uh, like the the radio broadcast that I've talked about on previous shows where people are actually broadcasting the games and and talking about them like they were doing a real baseball radio broadcast or the the amount of fan art that people have made that has now gone into wikis, that is now going on the official baseball Instagram as they're, as they're uh, retweeting and, and reposting a bunch of cool art that's happening. The, the way that the audience has 
uh, talked in the Discord and has come up with names for different pieces of equipment that didn't even have It's too much. It's it's just too much. It's so much, and it's great because you can interact with it in any amount that you want. Like it, there's there's room in baseball for you to just go and check it once a day, put down a couple bets, and say, "Hey, you know what? I think I'm good." But there's also a, a place for the people who go. I want to know what happens to Blood Hamburger. He is my favorite player, and I want to know his stats, and I want to know the team he plays for. I, I can't and handle at the, this. At the end of one of these games, he siphoned off somebody's hitting ability, so he now gains a half star to his hitting Chase, ability. Chase, I let you have all the Gundam away. talk. You can't have the baseball That's true. talk, That's too. That's true. That's true. You can't have both. So here, here, here's the deal. Uh, I will stop talking about baseball, but now you have to go read about baseball because I wrote an article uh, a couple nights ago about baseball and my love for baseball. Okay. And I have put it on my website, gamersonthego.com. So you can now go visit uh, my website and go check that out. Uh, it was a really fun article to yeah, write. Yeah, we'll definitely retweet uh, it. it. It helps to, if, if you don't know what baseball is, it's kind of like a good way to jump in, but it also gives you some teases on all the really crazy shit that's happened in baseball, and uh, it's it's so cool. I, I it is the first line in the article, but I said I think it's my favorite game that's come out this year so far. That's insane to me, and it, it is insane to me too because I wouldn't traditionally even call it a game, but it has this hold on me that is so fascinating. Sure, that is like this Twitch plays Pokemon style experience where everyone's involved but only to a very certain extent but then it also has like this super hot style tone to it where you know you're not supposed to do this thing but then we do it anyway and now we have to be punished and that's why we're in the discipline era and all that shit um it's it's this combination of things that are all coming together and i think it's a really fascinating project slash game that is it's so engrossing to me how this thing is coming together it's i'm, it's I'm happy you're happy <laughs> yes I, I know you you have not partaken so much in the uh in the cultural event of the season that is yeah. baseball but i encourage all the listeners to go out there and uh and definitely become a hades tigers fan we need you awesome well chase i can't say it's been fun but it's definitely been informative <laughs> And uh, I'm, I'm, fair. I think that you've gone down some very interesting rabbit holes. And um, this just further angers me that Johnny isn't here to help shoulder the weight of this tonight. And <laughs> Well, Bobby, now you can tell me about a bunch of games that I don't give a shit about. Yeah, there's some that you probably do, um, but mostly don't. And let's start, let's, let's start with let's one start that you, with. <laughs> what's that? I was going to say let's start with Kingdoms of Amalur. Yeah. Let's start with it, man. Uh, so I have been talking for the last two months that I was going to pick this game up. Um, for some reason. Look, the call it a time capsule, call it what you will. That game is uh, pretty fucking neat. And it's the, the closest thing that I can really compare it to is Fable without some of the sure. like comedy aspects of it. And <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying, like, I think that some of the like I liked Fable One and Fable Two a whole lot. I think the mm-hmm. writing there was really good. 
um, this game does some pretty interesting things that it it lets you really on the fly change up how you play the game and, and what you do. Like I, I love the simplicity that they bring. So to set the stage for those of you who don't know for the last several years or haven't heard of this game, uh, it is a third-person action RPG. Uh, Todd McFarlane had a lot to do with the design of it, so it's got a very specific look to it. It does lean itself, I do think, towards Fable in a lot of ways. Like the way that it, this character's positioning, the way that the worlds are kind of laid out, um, your town. But it also takes a lot from MMOs, am I oh, right? Oh, yeah. I think that people call it, it's funny, they call it a single player MMO. And yeah. um, I, I recently, this year, got, I, I played my first MMO, uh, like proper MMO. I played mm -hmm. two of them, well, one and a half. And uh, I, wait, what do you what do you count as the half? Final Fantasy. Okay. Um, but yeah, for sure, I think that the way that the, the quest structure here works, it is just like consistent quests coming in. Like you can go out on one quest as a side quest and come back with three other side quests in a main mission. Uh, the combat on it is incredibly rewarding. Uh, they give you a couple specific areas to to focus in on. One being like might, another being sorcery, one being finesse. So you can play this more as like a warrior, you can play it more like a rogue or a mage. But then every one of those classes that they have has the ability to become a dual class. And as you start to dump points into these different categories, it opens up new classes. You can switch between classes on the fly. Uh, there's no permanence to it. Uh, some of them are unlocked as it goes. So I'm focusing more on uh, might and sorcery. And I just want to be more of like a uh, like a spell casting warrior type type deal. I played that's why I played Skyrim, and it was a lot of fun. Um, this particular game has some really good voice acting in it. So far, everybody you come across has a really good voice acting. I like the style of it a whole lot. Um, is is this a remake or a remaster? It's a remaster. Now, apparently there was some DLC, I think, at the time, or some other pieces of it that are included with this. It's 40 bucks. Um, it is on uh, PC, PlayStation, and uh, Xbox. I imagine this will be a Game Pass game at some point in time. I can't see. It seems like a good, a good spot for it. I really like Fable. I really like Zelda. Um, I've, I've mentioned on here before, like, that's kind of my niche. Like, I really like a good action RPG character builder game. Uh, it's got some good customization to it. All the armor looks really fucking cool when you start to build that out. The weapons have a lot of personality to them as well. Um, there's like I've unlocked a grappling hook ability through my my might build, so like I can pull enemies in towards me, which is really fun. But then at the same time, like I can cast spells, and so you can do some really good area of effect type stuff, or you can get up and get up and personal with it. The quests have some pretty interesting weight and consequence to them. And depending on like certain things that you have, like you might get some interesting dialogue choices like, hey, you're on a fetch quest. This person needs X, Y, or Z for him. When you, you go and get it, you kill a troll or whatever, and you're coming back and you present it to him, and then you get a dialogue option. It's like, you know what? No, actually, I, I like this. I'm going to keep it. It's mine now. And then that unfolds a bunch of stuff where it's like, okay, I, I, I got this engagement ring. Well, that engagement ring you can equip, and it actually does some stuff. So you've got basically head, torso, legs, gauntlets that you can equip and then there's you can have two rings and each one of those rings can can do other things to it um i mean there's so many different weapons from dual blades to great sword long sword and board hammers archery 
Uh, it's got your traditional mage staff. I think they're called like chak chakras or something like that. That you they're like chakrams. Yeah, the, the circles. Yeah, those are a ton of fun. Uh, really good. Like I've been actually using that as my secondary, and that's been good when there's a, a, a mob that comes in. One of the things I did not like about MMOs was, uh, I mean, again, like this is probably the reason you play them, but I found them to be pretty distracting when I would go into a city, just crowded with people, jumping around, sure. flossing, doing all kinds of stupid shit. What I like about... And also just like a, a thousand uh, question marks and exclamation yeah. points over everyone's heads yeah. and a bunch of text that's like taking away from the actual just town atmosphere, yeah. for sure. And so this is really refreshing because you're getting the best parts I think of an MMO where you get to like take these quests that lead you to new places. And the game has a really organic nature so far and just how it, it reveals itself to you. Like it'll put a quest marker here and it's got a pretty good fast traveling system. The map's surprisingly large at the beginning and moving through it though, you'll just find all kinds of like really neat nooks and crannies that so far um, have a good return on your investment. If you want to take the time to go into it, from equipment to again, like I mentioned, some other rare quests. Uh, I'm I'm actually digging the game a decent amount. Uh, I know that we kind of foo fooed on a little bit here, like just like why is this even being done? And I think the name is really fucking stupid. Uh, Re reckoning is about as dumb as it gets. But uh, I think that this game was received. I've done a little digging on it since I played it, and I know it it missed a lot of people's radars when it came out. Um, but I do think that it the it was received pretty well from a review standpoint. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a big deal before it came out. There was a lot of people it, it involved. Was getting, it was getting a lot of press. I think a lot of that had to do with Kurt Schilling, yeah. baseball pitcher, who was the head of that studio, who was who was doing PR for it, and like just you know, it got out there because here's a famous person pitching it, uh, literally pitching it, and. It like that. I, I remember it was a big deal. I remember playing the demo on Xbox 360 and thinking, I don't know, the game kind of looks a little flat to me. Like the the environments, especially in that first area, which is understandable, I sure. suppose. But it, it just kind of felt like a very flat, kind of boring, just walking around. Yeah, there's some trees everywhere, but you're kind of just walking on these set paths. And I'm sure it gets better as, as you go on through the game and, and has more interesting environments. But I think what's more what became more important about that game is is just how that studio went through absolute hell. Yeah. The 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 money they got from Massachusetts for uh, like Massachusetts was trying to build some some commerce and gave a bunch of money to Thirty Eight Studios to build this game, and then uh, that money just never got paid back. That loan never went anywhere. Uh, the game didn't do great. It didn't do terribly, but it didn't right. do great. And it just, like, everything kind of fell apart. They were working on an, on, on MMO. I right. think that was the the big thing they were trying to get to. And this single-player game was kind of a way to, as a stopgap to just get the name out there, get the story started, and then we can have the MMO. But the MMO never in, went anywhere. Uh, the money went away. Kurt Schilling uh, like had to file for bankruptcy on some shit, and then also later he's said some pretty racist, stupid shit. So, it like the game has been tainted, and it's not really the game's fault. Right. And I I do I do see that point. 
Uh, it just, it's very weird that it's come back at all. Like, the, the name, I wouldn't say it has great name recognition. Uh, and I, I know its assets got bought off uh, when TH, or THQ bought, yeah, bought it, who, and then THQ died. Yeah. And then that stuff was sold off. So it just feels like a really weird time of this cast-off thing from a bygone era. And who was, who was asking for this? But I guess I'm glad that you're having a fun time and that it's it's living up to, to like your idea of it. Or I mean, you didn't even have an idea. No, it was a pretty low bar. Fresh, yeah. Which is probably the best way to do it because I I can't go into that game at this point. Sure. There's so much baggage from all the stuff that's happened with it. So for somebody like you, I'm I'm sure it's it's <laughs> like you are getting the best version of that game. Yeah. I mean, it runs really good. I'm, I am playing this on Xbox. I purchased it with my cousin, so I, I wanted to play it on PC. But uh, Xbox, it's great. Um, I think ultimately when I see stuff like this, it is it was probably not very uh, expensive to redo it. And I also think that it's a great way to gauge interest on, is this worth taking further as like another, like Kino's with Amlar 2 or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll keep checking it out. Like I... It is a very overwhelming game, as I've, I've mentioned. There's a lot that gets thrown your way, so it's very dense. I don't know if it's something that I will beat this year, but it's been fun to, to just kind of unwind with and grab some quests here and there. Yeah, uh, I'm being like an MMO. It is, it is big. There is yeah. certainly a lot to do in that game. But I'll tell you what there's not a lot to do, and that is Marvel's Uh-oh. Avengers. And Ooh. I did... Uh, I've, I've said my piece on that game, so I'm not going to go into a lot of depth on it right here, but I will say I beat the campaign. And that campaign is pretty all right. And I think that campaign did a damn good job of overcoming the odds of people's perceptions that they've had for a decade of MCU. And they they, they dipped back into the origins of some of these characters. And... Uh, what MCU has done a really good job of, in my opinion, is capturing some of the soul of those characters and bringing that to the big screen. Um, but reassembling this team that has been idolized for a decade through the eyes of a newcomer is a really cool way of doing it. Is is the story its own thing, or does this hew a little closer to the comic books? I, 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 mean, I know I, I know it's not the MCU. I yeah. just don't know what it is. I mean, it brings definitely like there's the the, the big bad is a comic book character, and I think that uh, I have not seen a particular a day event like this in the comics, and that's what they refer to it as, and really setting this team up to fail, right? Like that was the whole the whole purpose was like you have to Crystal, crystal Dynamics, yeah. Yeah, well, both the Avengers and Crystal <laughs> Dynamics, but uh, I kid, I kid. No, they did it. They did a really good job with it, um, with with that story. And I, I think that um, my final thought on it, because again, I've talked a lot about the mechanics of this game. There's enough foundation here that if Crystal Dynamics, Square Enix, and whomever Marvel decides that they want to throw cash at it, which again, they've got. People like these characters a whole lot, and there's more of them in the pipeline. I think that they could, a couple years from now, have that resurgence that Dest- like a game like Destiny saw, where you got to really commit and lean in. Um, I mean, at this point in time, when a game like this comes around, like I, I say you can either become Destiny or you can become Anthem. And <laughs> I was just about yeah. to ask, where on the Destiny to Anthem spectrum does this game lie? It's too early to tell. Um, I can tell you that the multiplayer stuff... 
Anthem beats them at only because I actually had people that I didn't know join up on my matches. And so far for a game that has Marvel's Avengers in the title that came out just a few weeks ago, I have yet to organically have anybody join up with me in a matchmaking mode. That's rough. That sounds bad. That's a that is a big and I don't know if that is from a lack of people playing it, which I don't think the case is because I, I mean, I'm even looking like online, like there's numbers there. I think there's some mechanical problems here. I really do. Like some net networking issues. Yeah. And like, again, I'm playing primarily as Thor. And I think Iron Man is probably the peop- the one that people pick up the most. Like Iron Man and Captain America, very big names in the MCU. Uh, Bobby, Captain America died. Let's His like, ghost. I don't. He can't, yeah, he's, there's no way you can play as Captain America in this game. He's dead. It's but but after beating the game, the, the, the campaign is relatively small. I will say, I don't think that we don't typically do this on the show, but I don't I don't really recommend picking this game up at sixty dollars on uh, to date this September sixteenth. Mm-hmm. I think that if this game does go on sale this year, it's worth checking out. Where, where do you see it going? Like, do you do you think that this is a game that's going to get like that? When you compare it to something like Destiny, I think of okay, it it needs its it's it's going to eventually get its Taken King or its uh, Forsaken sure. expansion. Like, does that mean is there going to like we're going to invest in a, a new story chapter that has? a new character or a new villain or something like that, that, that everybody comes back and does all the voice acting for, or is that part too expensive? So we're really just going to kind of get like more strike style content, more uh, like little one-off adventure stuff instead of that next big thing that is here's, here's like a new chapter of the entire story. I think that they've got the hard part worked out for them. And what I mean by that is, They've got literal decades of stories that they can pull from. Sure. And that won't take a lot of effort to say, hey, hey, this is going to be the Secret Wars event. We're leading up to this expansion at Secret Wars. That's going to bring in Silver Surfer, Galactic, Fantastic Four. That's a really easy way to bring other people that aren't the Avengers into it. But right. I think... I guess I'm asking more, like, is the game even built for that? Is it? Is it, it certainly wants to be. Well, I mean, it's like the way the world works. Like, oh, I can go to this area and this area has the potential to say, oh, well, this this mountain blew up or something, and now there's something behind it, and we can go there. I, or I don't think something so. Something to that effect. No, and the other problem that you run into is this game, like, you can't have a lobby of, like, 18 Thors running around. Right. You know, like, that's, a, that's, an, op, that's, an, that's an issue they're going to have to face. Like, where when you play a game like Destiny, that's a guardian that you created, and that's somebody that that has their own story. Like they're all like everybody has the same story there, but you can run around with three hunters. It's not a big deal. Correct. Where if just like right now, if there's a Thor on a strike on a team, a strike team for lack of a better term, you can't pick Thor. Right. And so I think that they're going to have some problems there to really get that hub world mentality, which is quite frankly, if you're building a game like this, you got to have something similar to it. And uh, I think what I, what they do well is narrative driven uh, action, and they've got plenty of characters that they can introduce a, a, an arc with in a post a day environment. So that's my hot take on it. Um, I, I loved the camp. 
I enjoyed the campaign a whole lot. And I think the combat grows on you. Multiplayer is still really rough and repetitive. That's kind of my 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 last bit on it. And uh, I did pick up another new game that is really fucking cool. How new is it? When did it come out? Is that a 2020 game? I think so, yeah. Let me double check. Deep, Deep, Rock, Deep Rock Galactic? Yeah. What we're about to talk about? Uh, I picked up Deep Rock Galactic. It was on sale recently on Steam. Uh, do you want to pull that up for me while I'm talking about it when it came out? I can do that. So, for those of you who don't know, this is a PvE squad-based game. Uh, it is a... 2018. 2018. Wow. Okay. Uh, so it's been out for a while. New to me, at least. And uh, this game has a pretty devoted following from what I'm picking up on. People are really into what it's what it's doing. Um, you are a, a series of dwarfs that are going and mining for resources to feed into a corporation. And the loop of the game is you've got your your workshop where your your gear is stored. Chase, have you have you seen this at all? Like, have you seen the game? Any gameplay of it? I have. It, it's kind of got. It gives me some Astroneer vibes, even though I think it predates Astroneer a little bit. But it's yeah. that same kind of idea of uh, work in the land and and going and exploring and finding some things. But it seems a little bit more focused. And a little bit more focused on the cooperative yeah. of of Deep Rock Galactic of of going in with a team that each one has special skills. Yeah, this is what you kind of work together to to do. Where Astroneer has some co op, but it seems more like oh hey, we all kind of do the same stuff and we all explore around and maybe we can help each other. But it's not it's not as required as it seems like it it's is in Deep Rock Galactic. Am I right? Yeah, I think that that's pretty on the nose. Um... It's got definitely... Are you playing this alone, or are you playing it with other people? So I've played it primarily... Well, I guess about equal parts now. Johnny ended up picking it up, too. Um, Who? That asshole that usually hangs out here. Oh, okay. Um, I, I have played quite a bit of it solo, and they do a pretty good job of... When you do play solo, you can join in other matches. It's got really good matchmaking, but I've been, I was playing it by myself intentionally to learn a bit more about uh, what... Do they give you bots, or do you just play? A lot yeah, of you bots? get you get a uh, a drone that goes with you, and so the drone is really cool because you get a laser pointer. And so if there's like the way that they have these mines laid out, it, there's certain elements. If you were playing with a squad of all the different dwarves, you could easily be like, okay, hey, I'm gonna make this platform. So that's what I'm gonna focus on. There's some stuff up above. Cool, I got you. Hey, you're a scout. Can you get me a couple lights over here so I can see what I'm doing? Uh, hey, you're the gunner. Make sure that these swarms that are going to come up aren't available. So the, there are different classes? Yeah. You've got a driller, um, which does exactly what it says. You get two really awesome, meaty uh, drills that you can like wear as gauntlets. And so mm-hmm. there's these veins that go through uh, the map. And the map is in a really cool 3D view. So you can look at it and be like, hey... What we need is down to the left, start drilling down, head over that way. And then uh, if you, like the Scout has some really good equipment, it, it has a gun that can like shoot bolted flares that go into the wall. It also has a grappling hook, so you can you can level that thing up also. Uh, all the gear has levels, you have levels, um, so you can really do some fun stuff with it on the customization. But you can. Is this a Destiny or a Marvel? Can I have multiple gunners, multiple scouts? Or, it's a Marvel. Or 
Okay. So when when you're playing, uh, I, I I don't know. Maybe you can. I might I might have that wrong because Johnny and I, I I primarily play I'll, as a I'll scout, uh, which is what I've been playing as. Johnny was playing as a driller, and that worked out pretty well for us. Um, what's really cool about this game is they they have some good quality of life things that go into the traditional resource like management collection game where you set up a base. Okay, I'm going to go out in the world. I'm going to grab my shit and come back with it. And there's going to be some bads and mobs I got to avoid. This particular game, on top of uh, having a team with you, there's a little robot that will follow you around that is essentially a, a collection bin. And in that bin, like you can start to mine stuff and then you just press Y or whatever on the keyboard and it'll bring it over to you and you can dump resources off. Uh, the game's got a ton of character and style to it. It shines brightest when you play with other people. And I think there's some really cool synergy that happens with it. I am a sucker for a good PvE game. Like, that's really what I like these days. Um, I wish that there was a way to play this with more people. But Johnny has uh, really enjoyed it as much as I have. And Deep Rock Galactic is something that, that we have both taken a pretty strong liking to, for sure. Nice. Uh, by the way, it is a destiny. You can have multiple oh, of the cool. same classes in your in your party. That's nice. Uh, and then, lastly, man, like I, just a quick update. I've been playing the most. Uh, the game I'm playing the most by a country mile is Wasteland Three. Uh, I am. Yeah, the way you talked about that game really interested in me. Interested me in a way that I had not been interested before, and I can see myself picking that up at some point. That game is 100% going to be talked about in December. It is so fucking good. Um, I've gotten past Colorado Springs. I've actually gotten myself down to Denver quite a bit, and I like it a whole lot. And then uh, I beat my first planet on Star Renegades, and I've now unlocked and opened up more of that. And that game still fucking rules. I finally got the formation where you can have up to four people, and they bring in a whole new element of like how you can attack that way as well. Um... Benny has been probably one of my favorite. He's a commando. He's just got these awesome guns. He's a really cool looking robot. Has a scarf, which I'm a sucker for. He kind of looks like the uh, creature in the well character. Oh, okay. Um, but they do a cool thing. After you beat the planet, you can recruit without buying. Uh, they give you two choices. And I recruited this Psy healer that does like some mind, like a mind knife attack and shit. And she was awesome. I didn't realize it, but she's the most expensive character to unlock. And so I got her for my extension there. Oh, very cool. That game, very good. Yeah, I want to play it sometime when it comes to a system I have. But I would say pick up Fate Tactics before Star Renegade. Oh, I will. That also needs to come to the system that I have. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of. it will, that's, eventually. That's what I've been doing, man. Like, I've been playing. I haven't gone back to Windbound. Mostly Star Star Renegade and, and Wasteland. Um, I downloaded Spellbreak, and I'll give you an update on that once I check it out. Sounds good. Uh, well, why don't we head into the news? Yeah, and let's... I can lead us through a couple of these things. We we had uh, I would say it was a slow news week, and then today was very much not slow. Today has <laughs> so been we end up wild and crazy. Quite a bit. Uh, first thing we did talk about the how the Nintendo Switch Online was. Uh, coming around to another year and yeah. this is usually when Nintendo announces some big stuff that makes us want to keep it 
And I suppose they have like the Super Mario Thirty Five. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a uh, Nintendo Switch Online thing that that is somewhat exciting. Uh, but then they also announced some more classic games that are headed uh, to the NES and SNES uh, virtual console, for lack of a better term, I suppose, uh, for the Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, for Super Nintendo games, we are getting Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest, Mario Supercross, which I I don't think that game came to America. I'm almost positive it didn't. Um, Mario's Supercross did on the Game Boy, but I think Super Supercross on the Super Nintendo did not. So that's very exciting. That's I like awesome. Supercross a lot. Uh, and the Peacekeepers, which is a game I have not played. <clears throat> and then for the NES, uh, Scat. Scat? Like, scat. like jazz scat? Uh, like shit scat. I don't know. Oh. Uh, scat is an acronym. Special Cybernetic Attack Team. I've heard of that. I've also not. I You have? Yeah. I have not heard or played. No, I think I have. Is this like an isometric looking one? No idea. Okay. I don't I don't know anything about scat. You're, you're the scat man here. That's, that's scat man Bobby. Um, the the biggest news for me is that Japan is getting a fire emblem. And Which one? Because I, th- I think it's I think the first one was actually already on there. So maybe this is three. I mean, Chase, you've already got a Singapore account for your PlayStation. Might as well just go full <laughs> tilt here. I mean, I do have a Japan Switch account already and a Hong Kong account so I can get my Super Robover shit. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 the problem is I would have to know Japanese and I do not. I tried taking it in college. Did not stick. <laughs> um, Bobby, I've got some news for you that you might be interested in. This is just a rumor. This is just, uh, you know, some some accidental stuff. Don't could you be tease fake, me. Could be a hoax. I, I mean, it, I'm just I'm just reporting what has been shown. Yeah. Um, there was. Let me let me look at the source and see which. I think it was Portuguese. Yeah, Portuguese it's a, uh, a Portuguese. Yeah, re- Portuguese retailer. Yeah. Uh, put up a listing for the Mass Effect trilogy for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um, And it had a temporary box art on it, but it was a new logo. So it wasn't just pulling the logo from the Mass Effect trilogy from previous uh, generations. Uh, This this was new, which could be photoshopped again. Like, there's no guarantee on any of this stuff. I think that I'm reading here in the tweets, and I believe that that logo was actually used on PC. When they, oh, was it? When they, when they, because they're, because you can buy the trilogy on PC, and I think that they just pulled that. But for those consoles, it's never. Well, play no. Didn't PlayStation have all three of them? Because uh, one and PS- two, yeah. PS3 got all three of them, right? And one package. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a Mass Effect trilogy that came out. Anyway, I had heard some rumors that late September is when this could potentially come out. Bobby, we're getting close to late September. We are. I <laughs> I would love to see it. I'd have to imagine here that the Switch gets somewhat prettied up versions while the other two get the HD texture pack, that sort of thing. We'll, we'll see. Would you go back know. to it? Um, I, I probably not because I just finished the or finished or still am on the the uh, giant bomb mass Alex 
he's been playing through all those games and I've been watching those as he's played them. So it's it's kind of fresh in my mind. Right. Watching watching those games we played. I I don't feel the pull to get back in there myself. Um at the same time, I never finished that playthrough with Kanye Shepard. So uh Sounds like you better. Be a great great excuse to start the Kanye Shepard uh trilogy up again. We'll see. Um anyway, uh, yeah, I mean I, I, I enjoy those games a lot. I especially enjoy the first one, yeah. which is uh, you know not not necessarily the the prevailing wisdom people love two, uh, which I understand two's great. I love two, but I, I find a lot of enjoyment out of one. Sure. And, and then three, I you know three is fine. Three has some stuff. I yeah. like the multiplayer in three. Multiplayer is good. I wonder. I wonder what they would do. I mean, I, what did they do with the multiplayer in the trilogy in the previous trilogies that have come out? What do you mean? Like when they've done Mass Effect collections before, there was like a Mass Effect collection oh. on PS3. What did they? I think I think it's there. The People still play it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it was cool. It was a cool multiplayer. Yeah. All right. Let's let's talk about the big news. Came out today. Today we're recording this on Wednesday. Um, so you might know more by the time we by the time you're listening to this. But this is what we know now. Seems like there's still a lot of information's coming out. Uh, a lot of little little things that weren't in the event, yeah, in the the, the video that that Sony showed. But we had a PlayStation event today, and oh, oh boy, there's uh, there's some stuff to talk about here. Let's let's talk about the big things first. We're not going to do this chronological order. We're also not going to talk about everything. They showed a bunch of games that we'd already seen before, maybe like somewhat closer looks on some stuff. Uh, they announced a couple of new things. But this was really mostly about the price, and we got that today. Four ninety nine for the disc version of the PS Five, three ninety nine for the digital only. They said pre-orders started tomorrow, which would have been Thursday. But also, some pre-orders came out today from Walmart, GameStop said they were Walmart, doing GameStop, Best Buy have all sold out of pre-orders. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Sony had said before this event that like hey here's a website where you can sign up and we'll tell you when pre-orders are available based on how much you love playstation or some bullshit like that and that maybe is not happening or maybe is i don't know apparently some have gone out i it's, it's very confusing it's extremely confusing it doesn't even matter because there still isn't all that much to play on it these days. Like I, the launch lineup is going to be weak. I will say this much, and I mean, you know, this chase. Like building the PC really changed the trajectory of of what I would be doing here. Sure. And my plan, which I still stand by, was PC because that's the best Xbox I can have, and then get a PlayStation and a Switch. To your point. I don't want to say it's a dull season or anything like that when it comes to these new these new consoles. I like I think that the pandemic has fucked us all over. It's like, fucked us I, all over. I I think <laughs> I'm sure Sony's plans would have been much different had there not been a coronavirus outbreak. Uh, I I think that there would be a ton more launch titles, uh, a lot more polished games that yeah. would be coming out for both this and the Xbox. Uh, if this whole global pandemic thing hadn't happened. But it did, and this is the place that we're Yeah, I think that, for me, I will continue. So I tried to get 
a pre-order tonight. I was going to go through Best Buy. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went the digital only. That's what I'm looking for. And at this point in time, as long as I can secure one of these by the time Horizon comes out, I'll be happy. Or not, because it's also like that game is also coming to PS4. You could just play that game on PS4. Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't want to. You want to see the pretty shit, but it'll look plenty pretty on PS4. I promise you. Yeah. Also, uh, Spider-Man is going to come out on PS4. Did they confirm uh, the that? Morales stuff. They did confirm that it is also coming to PS4. Okay. So why why do you need a PS5 when the things you'd want on it are also coming to PS4? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the fine. price, I think, really... I was pretty down on them for just the lack of communication, and I I certainly had heard reports and rumors that the price was a point of contingency for them, and I think the price is sure. really good. I mean... It's... It, I, I will not bat an eye at paying that price. I mean, it, it's it's still a lot of money. Sure. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'd am gonna i be getting the disc version. It's the only way I can play SD Gundam G That's Generation true. Genesis on, on the PlayStation 5, Bobby. I need that disc slot. Uh, and as long as it's not fucked like my PS4 disc slot is, then I'll be fine. Do you see <laughs> Microsoft pulling back the Series X to 399? No, like not anytime soon. Like they, they can't. Like they've, they've shown their hand. You cannot. There's like, been a lot of that reports point, that that Phil's got the green light from top brass at Microsoft to match some. I'm sure, but it's. Uh, I, I think at this point, you've already put your cards on the table. I don't think you can put the toothpaste back in the tube. Maybe the I think the Xbox will be the first to lower their price eventually, but no, like you've you've said it already. You can't you can't take that back, or else you just seem weak. I I also wonder if, I mean, in in a sense, the Series S is a next generation console that does come in lower. Yeah, and they I think I think Microsoft has a very good pitch to the people who who want to buy a console and are price conscious, and I think the Series S makes a ton of sense for a bunch of people who do not feel like they need the absolute, absolute cutting edge, and they just want a good video game console that's going to be able to play all those Game Pass games in a nice way. It's a great package. Yeah. And and like we talked about before with Xbox, if they didn't say, hey, we're also going to put all this shit out on PC, I think I'd be saying, yeah, I'll probably pick up one of those Xboxes. Yeah. But it's a pro- I'm sure it's a good business move for them that they are putting all that shit out on PC, it's like I I just can do a PC now. Well, and and Sony is doing some stuff on PC and some stuff not. So until there's that parity there, PS PS5 is still something that I feel like I will eventually want. Um, but not. But from the stuff I saw today, maybe not need it this year. I think that that's the theme here, and yeah. like so without I'm just gonna say this right now to get it out of the way because I have to say it without Nintendo saying. Uh, anything definitive for their holiday season? Um, I'm still holding out, fingers crossed, for some breath of the breath of the wild news this month. But right as of as of I'm if I'm looking ahead, 2021 could potentially have God of War, Horizon, mm-hmm. and Zelda all in the same year. You like those? Games. I like those games a lot. That would be a Bobby ass year for me. But yeah. there's there's some cool things coming for sure. I mean, I didn't like everything shown here, but there's some things today that uh, I think demoed really well. Um, 
I think the Spider-Man stuff, the combat to me looks way more interesting in Miles Morales than the actual Spider-Man game that we got. Yeah, I mean, let, let's not skip over these things. Let's let's talk about them. So so let's talk about the games. Uh, the first thing they showed was Final Fantasy 16. This is a big new announcement. It looked it looked um, medieval. It looked Game of Thrones. Yeah. In in a way that Final Fantasy has not been or like it is is not in it felt very weird to me it felt wrong almost i liked like what i, I saw I don't, I don't, for sure yeah i don't i don't necessarily think it's going to be a bad game uh we we didn't see a ton of stuff we barely kind of i, I barely could tell you who the playable character is from from watching that i got excited uh, when i first saw it and i thought i was going to maybe get seven because again like i don't know if that's what seven ends up looking like I had no idea. Yeah. So there's a moment where I'm like, oh shit, they're showing off seven already. <laughs> and then I was <laughs> no, very much no, let down. Not quite. But I am interested to see what that combat actually is. Yeah. Are, are they taking that seven style combat and doing more I stuff with it? I think it looked it? like is that. This, like, it looked like Devil May Cry. Off of what, 15? It did. It looked very smooth. It looked very flashy. It looked very not turn based. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's. It looks like a straight up it, fucking it, action game. It, it very very actiony for sure. It looked pretty, yeah. uh, but you know, from a story perspective, it was it was very castles and dragons yep. in a way that Final Fantasy hasn't been for a long time. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. But you know, yeah, um, we it is a PS5 console exclusive, but it is also coming to PC. Had no date attached, so maybe next year. I'd guess this is probably a 2022 game if I if I had to put money yeah, on something. Yeah, I think that's Just fair. knowing how the development of recent Final Fantasy games has gone, I would say mm, maybe not expected 2021. But who knows? Maybe. Right. Uh, then, yes, you were talking about Spider-Man. They showed off Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, this is a launch title and it's also coming to PS4, like we mentioned. Yeah, I, I mean, we saw more. the The combat definitely seemed way more fluid and fun, um, fun and more interactive yeah. than than the uh, Insomniac Spider Man game that's out on PS4 right now. Um, I I did not love the combat in Spider Man. I and I thought Spider Man was way overhyped. Yeah, I can see that. But I also think that you and Johnny hyped it to me, overhyped it to me in a way where I really just Not didn't me. like it. Mm-hmm. Not me. We might have to go back to the tapes. We got tapes. Johnny for sure. Johnny still plays that game. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I didn't have a great time with it. Uh, I am more interested in Miles Morales than, sure. than uh, Peter Parker, especially after Into the Spider-Verse. That movie was great. So I do kind of want to explore a little bit more there. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm very curious the version that we get in Avengers too. Mm-hmm. Like which Spider-Man are we getting yeah. there? Sure. I, I bet you get classic Spider-Man in that. Probably. They yeah. Um, I mean, I could see Miles Morales coming later. Yeah. But but Peter Parker, you gotta you gotta bring out now. Uh, anyway, I thought. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Hey now. Hello. Yeah. How about that? Um, anyway, I thought I thought this looked pretty decent, uh, and the idea that this is a shorter experience yep. is actually kind of exciting to me. Yep. Uh, I don't I don't think I'm looking for that full Spider-Man game. So even though it's a little disappointing that hey, this is the one with the the person of color as the lead, and now we're making kind of a shorter game, I think it still is interesting to me from a game standpoint that 
like, oh, I, I can go for a shorter experience. That that sounds kind of nice. So so far, this is the like only confirmed at this point in time, twenty twenty PlayStation Five exclusive uh, out. No, 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 no. They they have announced other games that that will be out at launch. Okay. Um, like one of those being Devil May Cry Five Special Edition. This will be a digital launch title. Uh, Capcom will put out a physical version later, uh, but this is this is an updated version of Devil May Cry Five. Virgil is now a playable character. It'll have turbo mode and some ray tracing and some pretty shit like that. Um, so there is. It, it, it will have i mean that's that's an old game that's a ps4 yeah. game but it is it's coming to ps5 on on day one um and the demon souls remake is also going to come out day one as a launch title i saw so, that yeah. i i thought that looked really pretty it looked very pretty also totally never going to play yeah that game. <laughs> like i think if you want those types of things yeah great we like we our our thoughts on souls is well documented. Yep. Johnny Johnny likes them. We do not. I know he's uh, excited for that. I'm sure he is. I, I I totally understand that. Like that that game was missed by a lot of people because it was the first one of those. The first the first modern one of those, and led to Dark Souls that really did get popular. Yeah. But Demon Souls was out there doing this kind of stuff before and uh you know i i think people are going to come back and really enjoy that game having that entire from software catalog that they've played since then yeah uh, i i think it'll do well for them and yeah it really does look pretty it's a very very yeah gorgeous it's great game. looking but it's also demon souls so i'm that's that's just not for me speaking of not for me hogwarts legacy i i I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. I enjoyed it. I read the books when I was younger. How many? All the books? I've read every single one of them. Okay. I read three. And uh, what I can say is there's there could be some cool shit here just from like a class base and like creating that story. I, I think this is as cool as they possibly could have made it. Yeah. That, uh, taking it way out of the Harry Potter timeline yep. and saying this game is set in the 1800s. Yep. Uh, it it sounds like it's kind of this open world thing where you are partly in the school and learning some shit and doing your sorting hat garbage and then also going out into the world and being a wizard and and actually doing jobs and things like that. That sounds kind of cool. Agreed. But also, uh, it could it could really miss the boat here. And it, I got some vibes from this that was like. The, this could be a fucking games as a service ass game, like totally. Th- this yeah. could this this could definitely be a destiny, yeah. except your wizards, which makes sense. Like, yeah, people that that game has fandom, people would eat that shit up. You were right about that. Um, I, I think it could be a big deal. I really do. It's been teased uh, for a yeah. while. Uh, absolutely, I I don't doubt that it can be a big deal, and it did look pretty, and I think it's a it's an interesting premise. Uh, especially because the the words Harry Potter are nowhere near it. Yeah. Uh, but also, <laughs> I, I think I think it more has to do with the comments and attitudes of J.K. Rowling at this point. Not great uh, in the world. 
not not really excited to give her any money in any form or fashion whatsoever. No way. But uh, you know, also like Harry Potter was a thing I did in middle school for right. a bit, and then kind of outgrew. Uh, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm still over here playing with Gundams and and Legos and shit like that. So like, I'm not saying I am too mature for something like Harry Potter. It's just something that I that I grew out of and and didn't really care too much about. I watched some of those movies; they are fine. Daniel Radcliffe's a good actor, uh, but I I don't I don't need this. No, <laughs> it looks good. It looks good for what it is, but I do not need this. Um. And that was kind of it, games-wise. Uh, I mean, we did get a tease of God of War Ragnarok they, uh, that's coming out next year. Yep. We didn't see anything except for a God of War logo with some runes on it, yep. and they said Ragnarok is coming. Yep. Um, so that, that was basically all they showed for games. Everything else was stuff we'd already seen and was just like a, a slightly bigger look at it. Uh, the one other thing that I think is worth mentioning, though, is the PlayStation Plus collection. Which yeah, this was kind of confusing. It, it it definitely led to some confusion from a couple of people. Um, here Here's the thing. It is a group of generation-defining PS4 games that are right. available to PS5 players at launch. And if you are currently a PlayStation Plus subscriber or become a PlayStation Plus subscriber... Uh, you just get all of these games on PS5. I do not think you get the PS4 versions. I, I Like, if you are on a PS4, I don't think you just get all of these games for free. Uh, I think you have to have the PS5 to play the games, but it is not an added cost to your subscription. This, this comes free with your PS Plus subscription. Um, what confuses me, so it's this collection of games. We can run down the games here. Uh, it's a decent list here. Um, God of War, The Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted 4 A Thief's End, Battlefield 1, Monster Hunter World, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, The Last Guardian, Ratchet and Clank, Infamous Second Son, Days Gone, Bloodborne, Detroit Become Human, Batman Arkham Knight, Mortal Kombat X, 10, whatever. Right. Uh, Persona, Persona 5, they really just said Persona 5. I didn't see Royal in there anywhere, so That's I'm guessing true. it's just the base Persona 5. Uh, Until Dawn and Resident Evil Biohazard. That's the uh, Resident Evil 7. Um, the thing that confuses me or interests me, I, I don't. I, I think they purposely have not said one way or the other, but my kind of question is, is this them dipping their toe into a Game Pass style service? <sighs> or is this more like a 3DS ambassador program thing where they're like, hey, we know we're just as thin on launch titles as yeah. Xbox is. So here's a way to appease people by saying, here's a bunch of really good games. Right. They're not new games, but they're a bunch of really good games that you get for free or like free through the subscription. So who knows how long they last, but you have stuff to play day one on PS five. Here's just like a bunch of stuff. Even if you get the digital version and your, none of your PS4 discs work on it, right. you still have all no, these th PS4 games that you can just download and play. I think it's that. And like that, that makes perfect sense to me. But it, it would be... I think it's a huge missed opportunity for Sony, who has watched Microsoft build this Game Pass service up, that has be become this incredible, incredible deal. We talk about it every month, yeah. the new games coming to Game Pass. 
and it's such a service. I I feel like I am losing money not being on Game Pass. I think I think you're right, and to me, this feels a bit tacked on. Yes, absolutely. It feels like a band aid for the launch lineup, but I could also see Sony starting to build on this and saying, you know what, we that Game Pass service does really well for Microsoft. We yeah. need something like that. This is a great way to start that by saying, here's a bunch of bomb ass PS4 games, and we'll keep building this library and have a PlayStation Game Pass kind of thing. I could totally see that happening too. Even if I think this is really just the band-aid to say, hey, we just we just need to get some fucking games out there until 2021 where actual games are coming out again. Don't I know it. But still, interesting. Like any anything there that you haven't played that you'd want to play now that you know it would be free on your PS5? Um not necessarily. I've played most of these. I would go back to yeah. Persona for sure. I would go back to Persona if it was Royale. I know. That's what I really want to check out, it, man. Knowing that it's not is, yeah, like that would have sold me for sure. Um, I I own a copy of The Last Guardian and haven't played it, so I'd really like yeah, to play that fun. at some point. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be worth checking out. Um, I know Detroit Become Human is not a very good game, but I would like to, like, if it was free, I think I would play it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I don't like until, his other stuff, un- though. No, Dave, David Cage is bad, and his games are bad, but there's something interesting about them, and I can't, I can't get away from them, even if I don't find No matter how bad we them. want to, we can't escape David yeah. Cage. Yeah, no shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some good games here. I, I, yes, I've played most of these as well, uh, but, you know, if, this is a pretty good library to start with. If uh, if you're coming definitely, in, definitely, and definitely there. Yeah, I mean, if you are if you are somebody who doesn't have a PlayStation Four, just didn't didn't get one this generation, I think that's a really good deal to come in and new, say, you know what? It's great. Yeah, I'm buying a PS Five. I'll get in this PS Plus thing, and then oh look, I just have a bunch of these really fantastic games. Uh, and and they're all available to me, Bobby. Let me ask you a question. If you could add one title to this to this list that you think would make it a better list, not necessarily your favorite game, but a game you think from from the PS4 generation doesn't have to be a, a, a an exclusive, but you know, you, a you game know which that one I'm adding to deserves this deserves to be on this. I mean, Horizon. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I, I think Horizon, Horizon makes sense. Um, but I think that's also, with another Horizon game coming, I understand that it's not on there. Um, I think for me it'd be uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, Five yeah. V. Uh, that was a that was a really great game, and uh, one of the better games that came out uh, on this last generation. Uh, I think another good one. I mean, I know Last Guardian's on there, but uh, Shadow of the Colossus uh, remake totally would, would be a great one to put on there too. Anyway, uh, pretty cool. And then, yeah, we mentioned God of War Ragnarok. That ended the show, just that little tease. That got people hyped up. Got, I guess so, sure. I mean, they, they didn't show anything. Well, just know that it's coming out that we, in 2021. Sure, that they put a year on yeah. it, I suppose. But like we, we knew that game was coming. The, the, end of, the end of God of War 1, or not 1, but you know what I mean. 
uh, yeah, that was like, going to be really, bad. really set up what that sequel is going to be. Yeah, it's. I mean, Thor's Thor's a bit pissed off. Yeah, that's what I hear. Probably because he can't play with anyone else in Marvel's Avengers. See what you did there. I'm not mad about that, Chase. Yeah, yeah it's good stuff. It's good very, stuff. very good. Good form. I think that's it. I mean, I I wish we knew what that Nintendo event tomorrow is going to be. Uh, What's your hot take? I mean, I mean, it's the partner showcase, so it's it's not going to be anything first party. We're we're not going to get the exciting stuff that we want. I mean, you're not going to get Mother Three or something like that, right? But I I mean, I would owe you a cup of coffee. But the best thing they could do is say Splunky One on Switch today, Splunky Two coming in a month or whatever. That would be that would be the best news I feel like I could get. I mean, we've got but. maybe I, I want to see something about Ooblets or Tim Tim. I'd love to see that. Uh, sure, yes, Ooblets, Tim Tim, Fae Tactics. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Heat Signature. That that one's not going to happen. I just really want to play Heat Signature. Fae Tactics. So I'm trying to think. Like, is there anything that like I've been playing on PC recently? Uh, Star Renegades. That'd be cool. Right, right. Oh, well, I mean, that's coming. We just don't know exactly when, so getting a date for that would be would be good. Oh, you know what I want? Dicey Dungeons. We know that's coming to PS or we know that's coming to Switch. Yeah. Um it's been delayed a couple of times because of pandemic reasons. That would be a great game to say, "Hey, it's out today." Um I would I cannot wait to play Dicey Dungeons and uh you you could play it right now, Bobby. Is Is it good? I mean, it's a roguelike, so you don't like it. I do. I have played yeah. a lot of those this year. It's not Hades. Okay. So. Fair. <laughs> fair. Um, yeah, I I think that would be a really good one to announce and put out tomorrow. But we'll see. Who knows? Nice. Cool, man. Well, hey, thanks for taking us through that and putting all that together. Uh, yeah. Sony has a good look going for them right now. It's a it's a big deal. Um, I think that they've done a really good job of coming around with that. New, new consoles are exciting, even even this time when they're not exciting. Yeah, they're still exciting. Still exciting. <laughs> even when there's nothing really to play on them, even when the prices are not too bad but still high, I, there's still an excitement about, you know, we have a new generation coming. What will, what will games look like in a couple of years? For sure. Who knows? Um, well, Chase, you mentioned earlier that you wrote a little something for Gamers on the Go. Why don't you t- tell us again where we can find that stuff? Yeah, uh, GamersOnTheGo.com. You can read my newest article about Blaseball. Uh, I also wrote a review for Banner of the Maid uh, somewhat recently that you can go and read. That game actually just got some DLC. Uh, oh, it, wow. it has it's It's had DLC for a long time. The DLC just came to the Switch version. Uh, I did not pick it up. Uh, I think it's probably something you'd want to play during the campaign so having it as a side that's thing that's cool that you can do that really yeah it doesn't really excite me as somebody who's already finished the game but uh you know that's out there now i suppose um i think it was only like five bucks so that's that's not too bad either but yeah uh, you can find all that on, on gamers on the go.com uh i i still want to do another episode at some point i just haven't found the right game or the right person sure or the right person game combination but when i do I'll make that show and I'll let you know. Nice, man. Uh, well, I don't care what Johnny's doing uh, at all. But uh, for us here at the show, if you wanted to get in touch with us and tell us what your thoughts were about some of these games that are launching with the PlayStation 5 or 
uh, are you pre-ordering one, you can do so by hitting us up uh, or the casual hour at gmail.com or at the casual hour on Twitter. Or you can leave us a fancy voice memo on Anchor, which is anchor.fm slash the casual hour. We would love to include that and hear from you there. Uh, we will be back next week with a deep dive. Uh, I'm very excited for this particular episode. And I think it's very timely uh, on what we're going to be doing. So uh, tell us about your thoughts on the PlayStation. I can't stress that enough. I want to know more about it. Did you get one? If you did, where did you get it from? And are you going digital or physical? Until then, we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.